everyone, and thanks for tuning in for another edition of GameWare Express, where hopefully for the last time in a while, we're coming to you from a hotel room in DeRitter, Louisiana, this week. That doesn't sound too extravagant. No. I'm Adam Arinder, and uh, it's Friday, May the 9th, 2014. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, my fearless co-host, a man who scoffs at anything with less than 20,000 souls. Oh my goodness. Mr. Stephen Martin. Hi, Adam. Hey, thanks for joining me in my hotel room again. It's a very nice hotel room. I don't know if I can live up to that introduction, but thank you for having me in here in this room. No problem. Just us again. Like I said, this is our last week of work on the road, so we're slowly falling back into our normal recording schedule, and hopefully we'll be back, you know at my kitchen table soon yes that's where i feel at home that's it i feel comfortable being there in my boxer shorts just sitting in front of a microphone so (laughs) all right so for this week's intro question um a little spinoff of kind of our little joke questionnaire we had a few weeks ago but i thought of this and i'm curious since we travel a lot to a lot of different cities yep if you could take any game franchise or maybe a new one and put it in a certain city where it might not like a game hasn't taken place there before or might not be as prevalent what would city would you choose and why so existing game franchise or if you want to make up a new one i'll just make up a new one yeah well good lord that's kind of a loaded question i don't know do you have an answer yeah i mean i've been thinking about this for a while because i've been curious why the grand theft auto franchise never took place in somewhere like new orleans or yeah. las vegas New Orleans, just because that's close to us, but that city's big enough, has enough culture and history to be unique, and there's enough crime and corrupt politicians that they could probably do something with a story there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or Vegas would be nice with all the the lights and the strip and the colors. Or what about Tokyo? That'd be really interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Infamous 2 did New Orleans. It was Numeray, and they did it okay i really enjoyed infamous too i thought the setting was great i know i've talked to some people that they're like i don't really like the second one but the first one i loved but i actually liked infamous 2 more than the first one the only bother thing that bothered me about infamous 2 was like the voodoo girl who's your friend and that terrible cajun accent she has yeah because anything based in new orleans has to have someone with a terrible cajun accent you really cannot avoid that they're just always gonna kind of use that stereotype right so So that's kind of my answer i don't know i think um the the Castlevania game that came out earlier this year, uh, Wars of Shadow Two. Yeah, and you know some people really like it, some people don't, and the reviews aren't really that good. But it, your friend Ben, who was on the show last week, seemed to like yeah, that game and that series a lot. But that that game actually did something that I've been wanting a Castlevania game to do for a while, and and that's kind of put it in more of a modern setting. Okay. And even in a modern city, I mean, there's cars running around uh, the city that you're in. You're not really exploring the city. It's not really open. But I think the idea of of a Castlevania game uh, just away from its traditional setting is really interesting. Yeah. And then maybe like a Metal Gear and something that's not a military base (laughs) or not a desert or something like that would be fun. So I always thought something like when Rainbow Six Vegas came out, I thought that was kind of cool because it back then, was that like 06? Yeah, it sounds right. It was like a military shooter, but it took place in a a well-populated city before Call of Duty came around blowing up every national landmark that might still be left. And Vegas is a playground anyway, right? Exactly. You go in there and shoot up those slot machines, Mm -hmm. and so that's fun. But yeah. So I figured that would be appropriate. We're in a lot of different cities. I don't think you'd want any video game set in Derrida, <laughs> Louisiana. There's, unless it's a video game where you have to escape that, and yeah. get somewhere else. That would be fun. So, 
Pilot wings would be really fun uh, over many of our wonderful international landmarks. For like the crop dusting mini games. Well, no, but you can do it over Niagara Falls. It'd oh, be I really see. Cool. Oh, okay. See what I'm th- yeah. Through the pyramids. That'd be cool. Through New York City, just like t- uh, Pilot Wings World Tour. Yeah, they sort of did that with the N64 version because there's little mini landmarks. You basically can fly across the entire United States in this five-minute map. Oh. So they took a lot of the the biggest landmarks in the country. And just plopped it on this continent shaped like America. So that was fun. That's pretty cool. Back in 96. <laughs> no one doing that anymore, though. Nope. Instead, so we get that sorry excuse of a the 3DS game on 3DS. It's a little disappointing. That's like the only game I've ever traded in, I think. Yeah, I almost did, but then I was like, yeah, it's not worth the $1 I would get <laughs> from trading it. So, All right, cool. Well, uh, I guess let's get into it. Let me guess. Dark Souls 2. How did you know? And I, I, just, I was actually... I didn't play it all week until like an hour ago. Really? When you texted me, I think I was playing it. But actually, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, I've said enough already. Yeah. I, I actually played a little more Demon Souls this week. Going backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going backwards. It's finishing the loop. You know? Okay, I'm just, yeah. I'm at the end, and why not start back over? So after so. putting, what, 150 Hours maybe uh, at this point? No, like yeah, like maybe 120. 120 not e- not even that much. Dark Souls 2. How does going back to Demon Souls compare? Man, Demon Souls hard. <laughs> really? That game's difficult. Dark Souls 2 is much easier than any anything I'm doing right now mm-hmm. in Demon Souls. So um, I'm not even really a high level. You know, I'm like level 60 something. Where where uh, in Dark Souls 2 I'm level 200 and something. And is the leveling up system the same? Eh, you collect souls and spend them to level. That's the same, but that's about it. Okay. The, you know, there's different little inputs to, to bump up, little little different stats in Dark Souls 2. They have different names. They affect different abilities. So mm-hmm. um, the way you level in that game is very different from even Dark Souls 1. So uh, my character in Demon Souls is really weak right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really good with dexterity weapons. Are you stabby guy in that one yeah, too? Yeah, well, I'm... I'm I think I'm, no, I'm a Vanguard. Does that even sound? I don't know what I am in that game. Vanguard. I think that's what I chose, maybe? I'm, I'm something, but I can throw fire at people. I can conjure it. Pyromancer? At. Yeah. Okay. And that's actually valuable in every Souls game. But I don't really have a good strength weapon, so I'm having this issue right now in the 4-2 area, which is just basically caverns and, and demented skeletons. Right. And, and precipices to fall off of. So basically these crazy skeletons come rolling towards me and I can kind of stab them with my fencing sword and it doesn't really hurt them that much. Mm-hmm. So I need something that can kind of bludgeon them, but I'm just not strong enough. It would take hours. Yeah, to boost that strength stat up. It guess. would take so long, but in in uh, Dark Souls 2, I can get 300,000 souls in less than five minutes. <laughs> so if I need to like add five levels to a stat, it doesn't take long. Is that because you're so late in the game, I guess? Yeah, there's this one area where you can kind of break it and just keep refarming <laughs> the souls. I, it's, it's, I guess it's not fun, but I'm having fun. Yeah. And theoretically, it's not fun. Because you're the same just thing repeating over. this task over and over. Right. And sometimes I'll die and it's frustrating, but... Uh, not I don't know, this one boss. I'm actually getting pretty good at just not getting stepped on. By him. <laughs> but you know, one thing I, I may have said it a little bit last week that surprised me going back to Demon Souls was it just seems to run better mm-hmm. and the control seems tighter. Mm-hmm. And this game is I don't know what five years old now. Yeah, about like nine, that. I think. So just kind of sucks to to love that franchise so much and to see each iteration kind of lose a little bit of the presentation aspect. It's just right. not. You know, it's not really 
not as good for me. But don't get me wrong, I love Dark Souls 2. And after, I might go back to Dark Souls 1 and mess around with that. Because I don't think I played that one too much. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of souls for me to find out there. (laughs) During the summer, if there aren't a lot of games coming out, I think I'll be quite busy. Fair enough. But that's not all I've been playing. Oh, wait. I know. You've been playing something else? I played something else. Um, It has nothing to do with souls. I played some Yakuza 3. Wow, okay. So if you're a fan of Sega's... 2008 output <laughs> or 2007 I don't even know it was, I guess it was 08 um, you know I own all those games except for the one where it's zombies actually I think I own that too but I've never played it was that the most recent one yeah it wasn't it wasn't I don't think it's canon it doesn't go along with the story of Yakuza 3 gotcha and I'll tell you what if you were wanting to play a game focused around a, a land dispute <laughs> then Yakuza 3 is your game but so much of this game reminds me of uh, little bits and pieces of Shinmu, and a little bit of Virtua Fighter uh, from the way the combat works. Weren't those all Sega? Yeah, of so course. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that, and it, it really does feel like Shinmu because you're walking around, you know, this city, and there's little shops you can go in, and there's just people walking around. They're not really doing their day to day thing like in Shinmu. You might see two or three people walking around the town, but in Yakuza Three, there's dozens and dozens of people walking around the streets, and little speech bubbles pop out of their head. Uh, You can kind of see what they're thinking, but you can't really interact with any of them. But you go to a street corner, and there's a guy that has, like, a little talk icon. And you can go up to him and talk to him, and he'll recognize you as this very important figure in the the family, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's all about... Uh, crime syndicates. So, mm-hmm. but I'm really early in the game, and basically, Is this your first time playing through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've owned it for a while. Um, so, I, but I, for whatever reason, didn't play it. But so what made you bring it with you on the road and decide to start playing it now? Because it's a great game. Why I've not? Heard great I should always about play it. Yakuza. <laughs> Plus, I'm really hoping that we get some announcements for uh, maybe the uh, HD collection of the first two games, which never came out here. Were those PS2 games or PS? They were PS2 games, okay. but we never got the the remake of it. So. And then I think they made a fifth Yakuza game that never came out here either. So, I don't know. you know. And I have four, of course. But uh, just kind of want to play through that. Uh, I'm escorting this little girl around who... I guess she's like your daughter type character. But I think you're her uncle. Maybe her father died. I think it was your brother. I don't really know anything going on with the story. It's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. The, in Yakuza 3, you can actually watch summaries of the first two games... But those summaries are like twenty minutes long. Wow! So previously, you can on read Yakuza. the Yakuza book, the novels before you start playing the third game. But uh, I really like the combat. It's it's simple because it's an older game. You is basically it open world. Uh, yeah, kind of. At least so far it is. But the world's very small. You're basically oh, okay. walking around this four, you know, four blocks of city space and going to shops and going to. Uh, I guess the doctor. I went to the doctor. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because a buddy of mine got hurt and he's at the hospital. So, but whatever. It's it's a cool game. It's a great series, and I wish there were. I wish there was even an inkling of a chance of the fifth one coming out here. But Sega hasn't been uh, proactive in releasing some of their more desired franchises in America as of late. I don't so understand. Few, there's a doing, few, few game series that Sega's just kind of left in Japan, and we're kind of wondering why are they doing this? We'd like to play those games. But. Yeah. I don't know. We don't run Sega, so I guess. We don't. Not yet, at least. That's right. Working on it. Uh, Also downloaded uh, for free. It came out today on iOS, which is Harmonix uh, Record Run. Okay. Which, you know, that's just not something I'll see playing too much, I don't think. First of all, I don't have any music on my iPad. 
And what are you doing? I don't know, but <laughs> the, the game has a few songs in it, and it's basically like a little endless runner. Or not endless, because of course your songs aren't endless. <laughs> so I guess it uses your music, and uh, to the rhythm of the song, you're hopping up and ducking and moving left and right and collecting records and just trying to... It reminds me of Temple Run. I've just never really been into the Runner franchise. Yeah, I never... I do like the Rayman Runner game. But I downloaded it, that, but I haven't played it. I, I played it for like 10 minutes, and that's probably the longest I've played a Runner. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a, not a genre that I've always uh, or even wanted to play too much. But if it's from Harmonix, I wanted to at least try it. Yeah. So... I'll have to... Maybe I'll put some of my MP3s on SoundCloud and then download them on my iPad. I think they said... I was watching the live stream, and John Drake said that you have to have it on your iPad. You can't... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On. Like, are does SoundCloud? Yeah. No, I meant Dropbox. I okay. confuse all these services. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just dump some of my songs onto Dropbox and then phys- like physically download it, oh, okay. I guess, by pressing the download button. Gotcha. And maybe I'll check out some of my own tracks, but I just... Yeah. Eh, you know, whatever. Good on them. They released a game. You can get rid of the ads by buying one thing. So I didn't notice any ads, so it must not be too uh, intrusive (laughs) there. Cool. Yeah, not didn't play too much this week, but in my defense, we've been working very hard on the road, and we are very much looking forward to having some time off after this week. Get caught up with some of our games, or you can just be more into Dark Souls. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can (laughs) think of how much more Dark Souls I can play if I'm not actually having to work. So it's probably a lot. I should figure out a way to use one controller to input to two PS3s playing Dark Souls one and two at the same time, and see so if I can play both games and stream them both. <laughs> that just sounds using like some one control input. Which plays Pokemon bullshit at this Tell point. You what, I can raise a billion dollars and then I can buy Sega. That's right. And, and then, then I can, can release Yakuza Five. That's the master plan here. <laughs> so good well, week. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, I've been. Still totally entrenched in Hearthstone. Yes, I was going to play that the other night, but then I fell asleep. <laughs> I can't put it down. Like Literally? Well, I'm putting I put it down right now. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Sorry. But no, I, I keep I keep like playing it. And this week I started messing around with a new class. And for me, when I do that... That hobo class? The hobo class, yeah. yeah. No druid. Druid. The same thing. Yeah, because you have to get to level 10 to earn all the cards. So I just go through practice to get to level 10 to kind of... Mess around with the base deck they give you to learn what kind of cards are in that in for that character, and then I get his specialty cards and kind of build my own deck, and then I start playing with it online to, and then make some tweaks and adjustments from there. Um, but it's still it, it's just that thing where after you win a game you feel great, so you want to play another. Yeah. After you lose a game, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get into the next one, and you want to play another. So I mean, they should I, be charging you for time. <laughs> you have to buy like an hour, right? And I will say I'm like. I still haven't spent any money yet, and I'm having fun. Yeah. Like, it's the most fun I've had with a free-to-play game, and I don't play a lot of free-to-play games. And um, I went and did my first ranked match. To did try you to... win? I did. Nice. I won three in a row. You're just naturally really good at this game. Yes, I, I don't know. I'm kind I... of afraid to go up against you. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, I'm picking up on it really quickly. I don't know if that's just, and I don't play CCG, so I don't know if it's just that, like, um easy to pick up on, but I'd be playing against other people, and they'd make a move, and I'd, I'd try to predict what they're going to do, and then they don't do it. I'm like, well, that was stupid. I mean, that just goes to show how well-designed the game is. Mm-hmm. If you're just naturally finding your right. way through it, and having success. Mm-hmm. You, did you, you told me that you've won about half your matches, yeah. right? So. When I go into the arena, 
because you know when you go into the arena, you play until you lose three times. Right. And I'm consistently winning at least two or three games every time I go into the arena. Nice. So that's about half, and then I go online and. I'm probably winning about yeah forty to fifty percent of my games, but I don't know because they only keep track of your wins. Right. So that's also smart. that's kind of weird. Yeah, but I mean, it's also good because then it doesn't discourage people who are losing a lot and right. see like oh, I'm only three and fifty. I'm not want to play this anymore. You see three wins. Yeah, that there that person would be much less likely. Uh, well, they probably wouldn't buy cards or keep playing. If mm-hmm. They're just so discouraged. So. And it's always so tempting to look at cards and want to buy them, but I just keep. Grinding away at the daily challenges that come up every day. Because those are 40 coins, and every time you win three games, you get 10 coins. Have you been breaking cards down into materials? And Not yet. I figured I don't want to get go that deep yet. That's when you're going to start spending exactly. money. Exactly. Yeah. I said, right now, the only times I'm really losing, at least the way I see it, is if I do something stupid, which I've done before, and then after the game, I'm like, well, shit, I, I know where I went wrong with that. Or if I just get bad draws, yeah, which Can't might might be a bad excuse, bad draws. But I mean, any any collectible card game is based off randomness and chance. Because like I'll just get ten atogs and magic, which is not going to help me out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But it, it's it's fun. I still hope you play it. I've been trying to get all my talk up to all my friends so I can you know play with people. I've been telling know. people on the streets all week to start playing this game. They look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> first of all, who are you? Right. No, but I'm gonna start playing because uh, I brought my I brought my little authenticator with me mm-hmm. this week. So right. I didn't have it last week. Now I got <laughs> it. So I should play it tonight. Uh, definitely check it out. Play a little more. I don't know. Get you in, and we can do some tips. Yeah. Uh, if people want tips. Listen to my. <laughs> We'll do a separate podcast for Hearthstone, Hearthstone tips. tips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still... I think my main class I still like the most is Warrior. Like, when I started going uh, ranked matches, I went Warrior. But I mess around with Hunter a lot, but Hunter, I think, is about to get nerfed because everyone's been using the Hunter class, and he's way overpowered, apparently. Yeah. But I've been meeting a lot of Druids online, and they have some, like, major fuck you cards. Uh, so I, that's why I started messing around with Which... What, what class did Ben say not to use? I don't Priest. remember. Priest. Priests are assholes. Yeah. Because all they do is keep healing up, and they have a lot of cards that can combo into other cards where they basically will never lose health. All right, well, i got to try that class. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how that goes. Hunter and Priest are the two I see a lot of online yeah. that have a lot of strong cards that you can combo into each other. It's so. just not fair. No. And then i also um, been playing a lot of Mario Golf World Tour this week on my 3DS that yeah. came out last week. Uh, I haven't really played a Mario Golf game since 64. Yeah, that's probably the last one I played. And I was always a big fan of, like, virtual fake golf games. Like, I played a lot of Swing Away Golf on my PS2. Yeah. When they looked like real people, not like little squatty humans that are in the current game. Did you play any Outlaw Golf on Xbox? No, I didn't. Sidebar, real quick. <laughs> in one of my media classes at LSU, we were talking about violent video games, which... Don't get me, that's a different podcast for a different day. But my teacher used Outlaw Golf as an example <laughs> on why video games are bad. Outlaw Golf, huh? Yeah, because I, all I remember is there's a punk-looking chick on the screen telling me that the A button is for the ass-kicking button. Because uh, A means ass-kicking. Yes, that's, that's how I understand <laughs> and it. That's all, and that's all I remember. And uh, that game looked weird. But no, I just like, I never got into Tiger Woods, so it was too realistic. Yeah. And I don't know golf that well. Yeah. I know enough because I played a lot of Mario Golf and Swing Away Golf. And I like the three-button click oh, system, too. not the... I don't like the move the, the analog stick. Yeah. That's stupid. 
But anyway, I got um, Mario Golf. I bought the season pass. Oh, yes. Best value, right? Best well, value. there's only one. There's no, yeah. So well, you can buy each pack bucks. of two courses and a character for $6, oh, so or you can get all three for 15 did you? Yeah, so you saved a couple dollars. Yeah. Or one. Three dollars. Three. I can't do math. It's hard. And I also got Gold Mario. Nice. But it's fun. There's like a. Where you can just kind of quick play, where you pick your favorite Mario character and jump into a course. Is Birdo in there? Yeah. That's cool. And then there's all. Then there's the Castle Club, which is kind of like their half story RPG sort of mode, where you become the member of the Castle Country Club. And Peach and Mario and friends are all there. And you, uh, when the first thing you go in, you set up a handicap and you enter a handicap tournament, which I don't know how handicaps work in golf at all. Uh, and I won that. And then there are three different courses you can compete for the course championship. And every time you complete a course, you get coins and uh, different items to unlock that you can buy. Like a glove. Yeah. Glove, outfits, Better new clubs, go karts to yeah. race around in. <laughs> and everything you unlock has. Increases your stats. Like so you can hit harder yeah. with this new glove. Mm-hmm. So I, I became the course champion of the three main courses, and the credits started rolling. All right. That's, like, so you beat it? the game. I guess. Good job. And then, but then you can go over and do the uh, they're like Mario-themed levels. Like one level, all the ground is pink, and it's like Princess Peach. I've seen that. But that's not real golf. It's... No. There are coins floating around, and you just have to hit the ball into the coins, and there are items, and I'm not really into that. I just want to play fake virtual cartoon golf. So they went too far. You're like, this is, this is too fantastical. So, yeah, I don't understand. And I wandered around the, 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 the country club, the castle club, and that was it. And Because there's, there's a lot of different places you can go, and it's almost kind of daunting. Yeah. How many? And they keep telling me to go down to the basement... And you can enter online tournaments. Well, you don't want to go in the basement. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. see what's down there. With the Americas and then the world. But can you do like a multiplayer with friends, like asynchronously? Well, I guess that wouldn't make sense because... I haven't tried that. I haven't tried many multiplayer stuff. Is there a mode where we just play against each other at our own pace, and then you see how I did, I, I see how you did? You can probably do that with the, uh, the online stuff. Yeah. But it's probably just you play, and you submit your score, oh, and okay. I have to beat your score. Not... Because you, you don't want to take turns, because you, know, you don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that'll take forever, doing. but it, our internet connection isn't the best at the hotel we're staying at, so I didn't want to try any online stuff. Yeah. But maybe I'll check that out in the coming weeks, but I just don't want to do that. I just want to sit and play in a bunch of different courses, or maybe play you with You should friends. just play the uh, 64 version. That's what I should be doing, actually. Have you tried the 3D at all? Uh, it's only existent when you actually play... It's not really existent in the menus or when you run around the castle. But when club. you play the game, it's okay. Huh. It doesn't really add anything to it. Maybe because I'm used to playing Mario Golf on my tube TV, two D two D television. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it would. I thought it'd be really cool seeing draw distance from right. when you're hitting. But it doesn't really help. Maybe if you hit the ball towards you, it'd make more sense. <laughs> but you're hitting the ball away from you. Yeah. So. But so it's okay. It's better than um, their rendition of Mario Tennis that came out a couple years ago, which was a complete bummer. That was last year, wasn't it? That was just one year ago. Was it one year ago? Yeah, I'm telling you, it was last year. So that was a complete bummer. This is Camelot again, who's done all of them. Yeah. I really liked their Game Boy Color versions of Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, mm -hmm. but since then it's kind of dropped off in quality. But But I can still go into Quick Play and play my download courses or play the main courses and get coins and unlock stuff still so you don't have to do that just in castle club yeah but i mean it's not there and then 
to unlock more of like the Mario themed levels, I need to get stars or something, and I still never figure out how to do that yet. Hole in one. That's what I you guess. need. Eagle every every hole. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll probably still play it around. Um, and next week I might start Kirby because that also came out last week. Triple Deluxe. Yeah. And he looks angry on that cover. He, every American cover, he looks angry. Yeah, he does. I like that chart of like the Japanese cover where he looks happy and then he looks angry in America. He's actually angry on the Japanese cover too. So oh, they, for the new yeah, one? Yeah, he's angry on both. Okay. Kirby's just pissed off. <laughs> he's sick of this. He wants to retire. So that's, uh, that's everything I've been playing this week. I've, re- I've really just... Okay, I get fed up with Hearthstone because I lose a couple in a Go row, so I switch to golf, golf. Yeah. play a round or two of golf, and then, oh, I want to play more Hearthstone, so I jump back on Hearthstone. It's like a good cycle you get yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to news, I want to try something new. Okay. I, we have a Facebook page. Yeah. Facebook.com slash Express. And I want to get more uh, listener feedback. Okay. So I posted a question on it asking, because with more and more news and leaked information is starting to surface, because E3 is right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming soon. So I was asking what everyone is excited to see this E3, and we got a few responses. Okay. The main thing, the main theme is everybody just wants to see the games for the new consoles. Well, I think that's what they're going to see. Yeah. You're not going to see accessories. Because right now there's not a whole lot. And why did I spend four and five hundred dollars for these new things? Hey, I'm having fun. I've gotten my money's worth. Oh well, yeah, to play some Don't Starve a whole bunch. That was good. Mm-hmm. Remember that game? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I well, but if I, well, what they say? What are people say? What are people saying? Yeah, because you know it's it's something where if you don't think a system is worth the money right now, um, it's obviously just because there's aren't there aren't any games for you to play right now. But I've had my. We both had our PS4 since uh, since, launch. since launch, and I've gotten my money's worth, I guess, out of it because I've enjoyed playing the games that are available. Uh, uh, there, I mean, it's been a little disappointing here and there, but right. maybe I wish I liked Infamous more. Hey, this is you in here. Three people named Steven commented on this. <laughs> huh. Steven Shank said, I'm excited to see what new games are announced. It's a given, yes, but with the X-Bone and PS4 being released, hopefully we'll see some more actual gameplay videos of new games being developed now then um, that we know what both consoles can really do. Yeah. Because a lot of the games we've seen coming out lately are cross-gen, or whatever right, you call this, yeah. where it's on both last-gen and this-gen. Yeah, it's it's kind of holding back the, I guess, visual quality of games that are on Xbox One and PS4. If it's just mm-hmm. a port from an older game, you know, it's not as exciting as if it was built ground up for these newer exactly. systems. I mean, the only thing I've really played... That's truly only next gen is infamous. Second yeah. Son, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, we never played Killzone. Yeah, I guess I'm not really into that series. You played Titanfall, but no, that's, well, that's on 360. Yeah, that's on 360. Man, I can't PC. Win. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, PCs forever gen, right? Don't forever forget. Gen. That's right. You, oh, yeah. you're excited about Shabu Shabu. I am. <laughs> I enjoy uh, Shabu Shabu. We so. go and eat there every time we're out there. Yeah, in Rolling Heights, and then I'm bad with last names. Steven uh, Trish. Trish. Trish? Yeah. He just said uh, Dim Vigia Games. Yep. So, like it's, I said. It should always be about the games. I know some people get really excited for a trade show like E3 when they're announcing hardware. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun, but I'm really excited about two or three years after that hardware announcement. Because then you really start seeing what it can do as far as capabilities of the hardware. Mm-hmm. That's Developers really start to know, to learn the ins and outs know all the tricks of development, and you really start getting your, your solid games. Yeah. So. And then, I think, that we know of my most anticipated thing, this E3, we'll have our, our like, pre-E3, our pre-3 show. Pre-3. The week before, but I'm, I'm 
excited to check out Smash Brothers. Yeah. See if they can turn it around past Brawl, because I'm not as into Smash as I know some of our friends are. Yeah, we have some people that are dedicated to that series. But So yeah, I'm going to post, I'm going to try to do this weekly, start posting some things. So if you were listening to the show and you haven't liked the page already, you know, you can like us, facebook.com slash GamerExpress and interact with the show. I liked the page. <laughs> Did I get a prize or anything? High five okay. after the show. That's fun. Uh, but anyway, let's get into news. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, and I think we were most excited uh, Monday. You and I were at lunch. Right. And I looked at my phone and I saw that Harmonix uh, launched a Kickstarter to bring back Amplitude. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was so excited. Uh, I don't, you know, I love frequency and Amplitude. Obviously, I love rhythm games. And I didn't expect that. It was really, you told me that and I didn't believe you at first. Or I thought it was just some weird... HD port, but they can't really do that because of licensing issues. So. Yeah, so and plus it wouldn't make sense to have a music game in 2014 with POD and pink, pink. and all those things. Yeah, that's just advertised well, on the cover of Amplitude. I say that, but Rock Band is pink, but that's whatever. True. Um, that's true. So yeah, I was really excited. I immediately backed it because yeah. I want this game. Um, the problem is they're kind of asking for a lot of money. And not a lot of time. No, the 18 days to get $750,000. 775 yeah. Oh, is that how much? Yeah. And um, they haven't even broken 200000 and it's been four days. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I am excited to see a Kickstarter potentially bringing back Amplitude, I don't think it's going to uh, make enough money. I don't think it's going to... I just don't think they have enough time. I wonder why they used, chose the Amplitude name over Frequency when Frequency was the first one. Yeah. I mean, they, don't they play... I only played Frequency. I've actually played Amplitude yet. They don't play anything alike. Oh, really? Okay. Other than the fact that there's a track and there's one of three notes you've got to make mm-hmm. or hit per instrument. But there are some fundamental differences between both games. Oh, okay. And I think some people would say, well, I like Frequency more. And some people would be like, well, I like Amplitude more. I'm in the Frequency camp. Mm-hmm. Um, because of those design decisions. But it may be one of those things where it depends on which one you played first. Yeah. So if you played Amplitude and then played Frequency, you might actually prefer Amplitude. But yeah, I own both of them on PS2, but I never... I played Frequency a good bit, but I never got around to Amplitude. Yeah. So... But it's just sad that I'm kind of teased with the possibility of a new Amplitude, and I just don't think it's going to happen, because that is a lot of money and mm-hmm. not a lot of time. But... If we can raise $8,000, Harmonix will come down and throw us a party. Yeah, so we <laughs> need to do a like a Fundly or some kind of backing on our own to uh, to raise that $8,000. A mini Kickstarter to give to their Kickstarter. Of course, that, that only works if the game gets funded, which that's again, true. it's just... It I guess no party if they don't reach yeah, seven seventy five. going to be sad because they have, what, 14 days to do it now at this yeah, point? as of this recording, yeah. To make another 500 and, I don't know, a lot of money. Too much money. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that did get funded, oddly enough, was the sequel to Shaq Fu. Yeah, I gave way too much yeah, money for that. You did. You you did one of the higher tiers on that one. Mm-hmm. And um, what's that coming to? It since they hit their goal, it's coming to all consoles so and everything, PC. even Wii U. Probably not, or maybe I don't. Yeah, know. and they listed. That's exciting. Yeah, a lot of people are like accusing them of funding the last little bit. Because a lot of the higher tiers were selected, were right. gone. 
But they have no motivation to like do that because they're on Indiegogo and they get money no matter what. Yeah, it's not like Kickstarter where if they didn't hit their goal, they don't get any of the money. So, so. the only thing we get by them hitting their goal is it coming to consoles instead of only PC. Yeah. So anyone that's kind of complaining about that, it, that doesn't really hold water because, right. like like we said, it just they get the money anyway. So what would be the point of uh, adding a little bit to the end? So although apparently someone did contribute $35,000 for Shaq to come throw them a party. I mean, there may be, maybe it's Drake. Could maybe be some idiot that just has a Kobe. lot of money. It's probably Kobe. <laughs> um, one other thing that did, uh, one of the higher goals for the Amplitude Kickstarter was uh, you could have dinner with Tim Schafer. Yeah. And it was it cost a dollar more than the dinner with Harmonics. Thirty five oh one. Yes, somebody did bid for that one. I think it was just Tim Schafer, to be honest. <laughs> he but. just doesn't want to meet any weirdos. Right. So he contributed that to himself. So, but again, they, they will not have dinner with Tim Schaefer if they don't raise the the total amount. So that sucks. Uh, you know who did raise a lot of money? Who's that uh, for Destiny? Is Activision? Wow! Because yeah. and not our money. They're spending their own money, five hundred million dollars of it to market <laughs> and promote and develop assist costs. That's a lot of money. Five hundred million dollars. Not even their game. Aren't they just partnered with Bungie? At this point, I don't know how much I believe that it's just a distribution deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering. Obviously, I haven't read any contracts if they're even available. I'm wondering if Activision uh, has ties into ownership of the franchise because that be is not just that's not distribution money. That's I, I read that Grand Theft Auto Five as big as that was, and as much campaigning as you saw for that, they only spent two hundred sixty million. Yeah, that's a little over half. So it'll be interesting to see how well Destiny is received. Now that's just coming to consoles, right? There's no PC yeah, version. PS, yeah, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox, Xbox One. So yeah, well, well, it'll be interesting to see how well that sells if, if it comes out in September when it's supposed to, I believe. I think we're seeing rumors of the beta hitting in July. Mm-hmm. So that'll have a good baking period to just promote and get the word out on Destiny. I figured that would have been June. It was like... E3 week, yeah. beta's up, you can play with people there, but July... That'd be nice, but yeah, it looks like July, so... I just don't... I don't know how well it's going to sell, especially when we see that Titanfall uh, didn't even break a million copies in its first month. Now, it probably has since then. Right. And that doesn't count digital, it's just the physical copies, right? That mm-hmm. 925... Yeah, MPD doesn't really track digital. I think they may estimate it. I don't yeah. know, but... Yeah, Titanfall um, sold 925,000 copies uh, in the month of April, so... While that's great, that's not really that great. Yeah, you know, a franchise like that from uh, from that development team, you you would thought that that would kind of make a bigger splash when it launched. And as much hype and advertising everywhere you go, oh yeah, there's Titanfall stuff going on, and as much money Microsoft put behind that, not 500 million, I guess, but right, yeah, that's so. that's still they did a lot for, to, for that game, and it didn't. But you know, they're building a brand. I mean, obviously, it's not just one game, mm-hmm. and this is a game that again basically has no single player component, no right. real story to it. I mean, I know there's there's some story there, but <laughs> it's it's just a multiplayer game. So if they can kind of add more to that and make it more of a value proposition. Uh, I know people don't necessarily buy Call of Duty for the story, but some people do. Mm-hmm. You know, That's some the main people, thing I played when I play, used to play those games. Some people only play the, the campaign. They don't even touch the multiplayer. So, Do you think Titanfall 2 will see some story? I think it will. I think they'd be crazy not to. Right. Um, and maybe they're crazy. So <laughs> we'll find out. Of course, we saw some tweets today from some random people 
uh, saying that there's a build of Titanfall running on PS4 somewhere. <laughs> okay, behind, Titanfall uh, 2 maybe. Well, I don't know, you know, it's it, maybe it's some kind of Titanfall Masterful Edition. Yeah, as long as it's not the original IP or the original SKU. I mean, if Infamous can sell a million copies in a month on PS4, how many copies could Titanfall sell? It could sell sure. another million. And that's more... Would you pick it up if a game on PS4? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. I just, I don't play a lot of online... Multiplayer type shooter style games. Did you see so. the head of that studio formed another studio? Oh, really? He it was like a smaller studio, so he can make smaller projects. But like, I still like working. Lil Titanfall. Yeah, I guess. coming to my Vincent iPhone. Palo, or yeah, he he formed another studio. That's funny. But while still being with Respawn, so that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that's kind of weird is Microsoft's uh, parody clause. <laughs> we were talking about that this week. So if you haven't heard or don't know anything about the parody clause on Xbox One, basically it's it says that if you can't release your game, your independent game or whatever, uh, on both PS4 and Xbox One at the same time, uh, you cannot release it on Xbox One. So if it comes out on PS4 first... It, it can't come out on Xbox One later. That so backwards and wrong. Now you can release a game on Xbox One. First. And then later on PS4. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because Sony doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But if you don't release it at the same time... So yeah, that's so... Um, Curve Digital uh, it won't be able to release the Swapper, Mousecraft, or Titan Attacks on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Because of that. I don't see that standing for much longer. No. That just doesn't make sense. So I get... Sort of business wise, yeah, they why want that exists, but practically and in a non assholeish way, it shouldn't exist. Because, right. Just because, I mean, how much money did they give to have Call of Duty DLC come out first on Xbox? Oh, every year it's we so see hypocritical that. and wrong. And well, again, they don't care if it's if it's yeah. on their system and not someone else's. But if it, I don't know, probably, not every developer has enough resources yeah, to make a game launch on two platforms at once. A lot of these smaller indie titles are one, two, four dudes working on this, literally. Or do yeah. that. Don't right me. exactly. <laughs> so that's crazy. I just don't think that's going to be a rule for them. There's no way they can compete. And Too do much. That, or they're going to lose a lot of PR. You know? Yeah, it just it just looks bad. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. So, um, what does make sense is a new Pokemon game uh, coming out. <laughs> because, you know, we did, we've we been looking at 3DS lineup for the year, and it seems kind of eh, not as strong as 2013. So, what do we do? Throw another Pokemon game yeah. out there. And why not remake everyone's favorite generation? Uh, Third generation. Uh, so, if you don't play Pokemon... Uh, you probably this this news doesn't mean anything to you, but if you do play Pokemon, the general consensus is that the third generation is not the strongest. Well, no, that depends who you talk to. It right? does, and that's what I'm saying. It it's, it, it depends, but some Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, well, some people do. So Ruby and Sapphire, which were uh, Game Boy Advance Pokemon games, are getting remade in glorious 3D and coming out this fall. They're saying it's going to be a whole new adventure, so a lot of people are speculating what that actually means, because they didn't give us a lot of detail. Yeah, they didn't really say anything other than this is the name of the game, and it's Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Wow. So it'll be two new Pokemon adventures for you to go on. Mm. Um, I, you know, I don't really like the engine too much uh, for X and Y. I assume but it'll be that one. Yeah, it's probably going to be that one. So. so I wonder if Mega Evolutions are going to come back because those didn't exist in Gen 3, but now Maybe they do. And that's the whole new adventure. That's right. So I, I'm excited to go on a new adventure 
with the Don't Starve expansion coming out this summer because it's adding multiplayer. <laughs> That'd be cool. I love that game. We can we, starve together. We can don't starve together. That's right. If we do, if we play our cards right. So um, we've talked about Don't Starve a whole bunch. It is a fun roguelike where you survive this terrible island filled with calamities and creatures. <laughs> so um, it's really fun. It's on PC. It's on PS4. If you like different styled, I mean, just the graphics alone, just the environments, you know. The, the art style is very Tim Burton. It is. It really is. But it's a likable game. It's not difficult, and it's super cheap. Um, I've been trying to figure out ways to give these guys my money. I was waiting for some DLC to come out on PS4 for this game because it was free on Plus. Uh, but the expansion is going to be free as well. Oh, that's so awesome. They're just okay. not letting me give them money. I guess I can buy the PC version, but... <laughs> um, I'm not going to. If they ever do release pay for DLC on PS4, I'll I'll throw them some some money. I've given them money. I bought that game for my sister's boyfriend. Yeah, and he liked it a lot. Nice. Uh, you won't be able to give um, Bethesda money or Zenimax, I should say, for another six months. Because if you wanted to buy Elder Scrolls Online on consoles, you're gonna have to wait. Okay. Got delayed by a six month delay to a game that's not really performing too well on PC. Do you think that's why it's delayed? I don't even know. I won't be, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just outright canceled on console and maybe just launched as some kind of free-to-play app yeah, that you just download. Maybe that, a year from now. Yeah, exactly, because I have a feeling that it was delayed because it's not being received as well as, I guess, they thought or hoped on right. PC, so why releasing on a smaller market for MMOs? Especially when you've already got on PS4, you've got... Two or three free-to-play MMOs already available, and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XIV, which has gotten great reviews. Mm-hmm. That's available too. Um, so yeah, I you know it's it's not uncommon for an MMO to come out and then within a year abandon the pay-to-play model and go free-to-play. Do you think this? Do you think Elder Scrolls will make it a year? I mean, I it's hard to say. I don't. I, how long did it take before uh, Swotor to go? About a year. About a year. So, and you know, I've heard good things about Elder Scrolls. I think if you're a fan of PvP, if you love PvP and MMO, you'll probably really like Elder Scrolls Online. But if you're wanting a unique experience online role-playing game, this is not it. I just think it would have been better if they made that game not massive with just three or four players. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Like just, me and you can go and play like Skyrim together. And that's that feels like Elder Scrolls, yeah. you know, because all the the Elder Scrolls games traditionally you've got this huge open world to explore, you've got some NPCs in some cities, but you don't see a 100 people with names floating above their heads walking around. It's just it's I don't know, to me it would take me out of that that experience, that Tamriel experience, which I know if you're going to make an MMO, you're going to have to have tons of players there, but it just doesn't make it doesn't feel right. I mean, listening to a different podcast I listen to every week, he was going on saying how the story, he was exploring some cave, and the story bit was talking about how like no one's seen these scrolls for a thousand years or two thousand years, because no one's come in this cave, and they're like 25 dudes <laughs> camping the boss spawn. Except for these 25 dudes <laughs> yeah. there, they've been here. So it just kind of breaks no that experience else if you're into the lore of the Elder Scrolls universe, Yeah. You know? Well, so if yeah, six month delay. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't think it's ever going to come out on console. Um, and Zenimax as a company is kind of going through so many issues right now. They're suing John Carmack, yeah. their, or Oculus, I guess, for him taking trade secrets with him. And they're saying he used this code in, in Oculus, and they own that. And they they're taking their ball and going home because they're not yeah. bringing Doom to Oculus anymore. I don't know. They're just Whatever. it's a it's a big mess. So. 
Um, you won't have to wait six months uh, longer to find out what Nintendo is doing with, with uh, near-field technology. <laughs> because NFC figures... Uh, we knew it was coming. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. NFC yeah. figures are coming to Nintendo platforms. That's about all we know. I think we're going to know more at E3. They're going to talk about it more. The only thing we know is it'll be used across multiple games. Right. It will use the gamepad. Which is what I thought was stupid, stupid. Because I have to set the gamepad on the table and not touch it while I put my NFC thing on there. So do I just put the NFC thing on there and then take it off and then pick up the controller? Which also seems not fun, because that's, that's not what you do in Skylanders. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to release an accessory for the 3DS, because the 3DS does not have near-field communication, so it's going to be a little you have your portal with uh, infrared to scan them in. That's not a big deal, because if you ever bought Disney Infinity... Or Skylanders for 3DS. Yeah. It was the same thing. Yeah, the, yeah. the portal had a little USB cable. So, But this is a gold mine for N- Nintendo. Just, um, they've waited too long to do it, so I don't know if it's too late. I just feel like this is entering uh, <laughs> like the Guitar Hero versus Rock Band territory a few years ago. And you know, working a retail store, yeah. clutter of all these plastic toys... Coming up, and now we went to Walmart. You know, we saw the the racks of Disney Infinity, the racks of Skylanders. Now we have racks of Nintendo. Instead of and with Pokemon coming out, it's not got to catch them all. Now we have to buy them all. Yeah, got to buy all these little figurines for whatever purpose. But come on, it's Nintendo. Yeah. There, people are going to buy those figures, right. just no, like I people know. are going to buy Marvel figures, just like people are going to buy the stupid new Skylanders when they come out. But I mean, how many many little NFC figure markets can? People support at once. Yeah. How Where's much room the, do we have in the store for all of these little toys? We're gonna we'll keep making room. Well, yeah. If they sell, we'll make room. But it's just I don't know how 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 long it'll, it'll and, work and how so. Nintendo will implement this. Like it almost doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> you can still make like a little half-assed game. And if pe- people, some people are gonna buy those figures just to have them and never use them. That's true. Those people are crazy. That's true. But, um, I think we also saw today moving to something completely different. Or this week, uh, that Unreal Tournament is coming back. Yeah. Um, and it's going to use Unreal Tournament, what, their Unreal Engine 4, mm-hmm. so it'll look pretty. And it's going to be free. Be free. That's the way to do it. Nobody's paying money to play Unreal Tournament. To buy hats. Yeah, you can buy hats. They should just sell hats. It's going to be free and moddable yeah. and developed by players. So they won't have to do anything. They're <laughs> just going to, it's you make the source code, you make the game, and you distribute it. It's and, like um, hack and I mean, um, well, yeah, like hack and slash, where that game with uh, Tim Schafer's new yes, game, where you, yeah. you know code the game yourself. But I was going to say it's like self checkout at Walmart. They just put them there. They don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> do your own damn work and get out. <laughs> so that that'll come out one day, and we can all play Unreal Tournament for free. And uh, I have no idea what that's going to play like. I guess it'll play like Unreal Tournament, which yeah. I you know I I used to love playing Quake Three Arena, and I played a little bit of Unreal Tournament, but always kind of would just go back to Quake. So mm-hmm. I, I never had a PC oh. that could run games when I was, you know, so thirteen or fourteen when like Unreal yeah. tournament existed. You know, one thing that's been really controversial this week was Sony announced that Hey guys, Adam here. Sorry to interrupt the show like this, um, but I have to correct what Steven is about to report on. Um this is one of the few times where recording a day early um with the news kind of bites you in the butt because between the time of us recording this and me getting this up for y'all, the news changed. So um, what Steven's about to talk about is the fact that it broke that for PS Plus users who download the free version of Drive Club this fall, 
they'll have an option to pay $50 to upgrade the game to the full game. However, originally, those people, if they were to lose their PS Plus account, the game would go away with it, which is typical. typically the rules for that. Like if you buy DLC for a game with your PS Plus and you use your Plus account, the game goes away and you can't access the DLC. However, this was a little scummier considering you're paying $50 for basically a full game upgrading from the free version where I guess your only other option is paying $60 uh, for the disc-based version. But overnight, I guess Sony heard the complaints of its consumers and overturned that rule. So when Drive Club comes out this fall, PS Plus users who download it for free and upgrade for the $50 don't have to worry about losing access to their game if they uh, let their PS Plus account run out, which is good news. So I'm glad Sony uh, reacted positively and in a quick manner. Uh, not good for this show because now I have to um, record this little correction. So that's it. Um, yay for listening to the players. Uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Um, there's kind of a Twitter movement going on to, to fix that problem. And I think Sony's been reactive to, to fan criticism mm-hmm. over the past year. So I've, I'm sure that's something that they'll iron out before launch. But it's just weird that that's the status of it right now. Did they announce that how, that's how it's going to be? Or they just announced that, they, that and people were like, well, if this happens, no, they, then... No, they did announce that that's how okay. it'll be. So, gotcha. you know. Um, one other thing we, we saw today, this afternoon, that uh, Dying Light, the upcoming parkour zombie experience from Techland has been delayed to February of 2015. So that's This news doesn't really affect you and me because I don't think we care. That's the Dead um, Island people, right? The Dead Island people's new Dead Island game <laughs> using the same assets as Dead Island is not coming out until next year. It's nine months. That is. And they're still going to do a, P- a PS3 and an Xbox 360 version. Are they so. Persona? Then why no? Then why are they releasing uh, PS3 games in 2015? You're gonna have your Madden in 2015, so yeah. that, that'll still come out. Yeah, you know, your right. NBA's whatever. Madden will come out on PS3 until like 2018. Oh yeah, I think we just just stopped getting the PS1 versions last year. <laughs> so, um, and my last piece of news is that if you were pissed off at Nintendo because Europe got the blue shell trophy as a pre-order bonus, now you can get the blue shell from buying it here in America. Ooh. All you have to do is go over to the Nintendo World Store in New York oh, well, and shit. buy a copy there and then you can get your stupid blue shell. So, and it's $70. Wow. Okay. Or 80. I don't know, it's expensive. I'm surprised it's not a GameStop exclusive. Like I know because GameStop had the Ganondorf figure yeah. for the Zelda for Wind Waker and they had the uh, the Pokémon Rumble Blast NFC figures. That's right. With them as well. So if you want the blue sh- if you want a trophy Mem- uh, memorializing the worst part of Mario Kart, <laughs> yeah. which is the blue shell. You can go over there and get it, and you can have it. I'm sure they'll be on eBay the next day for $100. So, Yeah, I don't need a blue shell that badly. I don't. Either. I learned that's really called a spiny shell. Right. Did you hear that? Yeah, we, well, yeah. I didn't until this week. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, that's all I have for news, unless you have anything no. you want to add to that. No, I don't think like that. You covered so, everything. A lot of news this week. Yeah. It's an exciting week. Also a disappointing week all at the same time. With mostly for my amplitude sadness. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling uh, the next upcoming three or four or five weeks we'll have a lot of news. A lot of, you know, like I said, leaks coming out. Yeah. Or pre-release stuff for E3. Because like you said, people want to get their news out before all the news happens. Yeah, you want to own your media day and not just get lost in the, the fold of the press. Okay. So... Let's look what people have uh, to look forward to next week. All right. In terms of games. 
You can play uh, Soul Sacrifice Delta on your PS Vita. That's like a re-release of a game already version already. of a game you might have downloaded for free on PlayStation on Play- Plus. I maybe. tried playing the game for like ten minutes. I don't know what the hell I was doing, so I stopped. Right. So that's coming to your Vita. Also coming to your Vita is Borderlands Two. Yeah. If you chose not to buy the uh, the bundle that came out this week with the new slimmer, not OLED screen PlayStation Vita. Yep. And finally coming out this Tuesday... Oh, Steven, you can play this. All right. It's time to fire up your Ouya. Because <laughs> Duck Game... Duck Game? ...is coming to Ouya on Tuesday. How much is that going to cost? Uh, you're probably free. Okay. Remember? It's free, and then you That's, don't oh, pay. Oh, I can try it for free. All the games are free on Ouya. Yeah. That's great. Does that mean it's also coming out on my uh, Mad Cat's Mojo? Yeah. And my... Because they have this... Or no, wait. All the Mojo games come out on Ouya. Oh. But not the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Great. Um, a game you told me I have to buy comes out on Wednesday. Super Time Force. Yes, we'll on play Xbox that. One and Xbox 360. That game looks great. Yeah, watch that trailer. That game looks bananas. Yeah, it's a lot of particles flying around, and then you like rewind time. And... I really like particles. They should just make a game that's all particles. And then on Thursday, a game that was originally released on Xbox 360 last year is coming to your PC and Linux uh, Battle Block Theater. Okay, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. So now PC players and Linux. Slash SteamOS players. SteamOS. SteamOS. Yeah. Can I play that? Uh, so that's all it for your new releases. Uh, we don't have any emails this week, but don't forget you can always email us questions, uh, thoughts, uh, tell us we're wrong. Fashion advice. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah. I'm uh, still taking that. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. So uh, let's wrap things up. Special stages. Yes. Uh, I have two. Okay, because I have zero so far, but I'll think of one. <laughs> My main one I, I was going to say for this week is I'm really excited because uh, Saturday morning, early in the morning, my dad and I are flying up to uh, Sandusky, Ohio yeah. to go out to roller coasters next week at Cedar Point. I love Cedar Point. Best roller coasters in the country. Yeah, they really are. So this will be my second time going. I went when I graduated in seven, and I'm uh, excited to go back. And then my second one, just because I thought this news was crazy and I saw it this week, uh, Lionsgate Films is teaming up with uh, Saban or Saban Brands and bringing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back to the big screen. Finally. It's like a we, retelling, a reimagining of the original. We've been waiting. Power Rangers, because all those people are 40 and the Yellow Rangers are no longer with us. So yeah. I guess we get new terrible actors to play, or maybe Jason David Frank will be in there still. Yeah, I was going to say the Green Ranger could still do something he's been wanting to make a green ranger movie for a while in the vein of like uh the wolverine oh nice so edgy and gritty yeah so those are my two that power rangers news just floored me i have one actually okay um so i'm really excited because i got an email this week man i hope i didn't say this last week i don't remember anyway i got an email telling me that my download for uh the kickstarted game in the tex murphy series um, is now available. I saw that. So I, grew, growing up, really loved the Tex Murphy games on my computer. They were just silly adventure games with full motion video and pre-rendered backgrounds set in this post-apocalyptic San Francisco. Um, and you're just this kind of gumshoe detective in this film noir setting, solving mysteries. And it was funny, and it was always a really cool story. And they brought back all the original uh, writers, and, and the same guy who played... Tex Murphy, the, the actor, who also wrote the games originally. <laughs> he was also the writer. So they got back all those people, and it's just, 
you know, 20 years after the fact, get get the group together and make another game. And from what I see, it looks just as good as any of the other Tex Murphy games. And uh, all the reviews have been really good. So I, I can't wait to try that out because it's been a long time. Do they make the FMBs, FMVs look shitty like they did in the 90s? Or do they actually look Actually, correct? this game supports 2K monitors. So if you have <laughs> an insanely high-resolution monitor, the video sequences in this game are, are super HD. Um, okay. And then, of course, all the backgrounds are pre-rendered, so it's yeah. just that classic '90s style of That's awesome. real actors and, and uh, pre-rendered environments. Cool. So I never played a Tex Murphy game. They're all available on uh, GOG.com. Great, but you know they're older games, so they're first-person point-and-click adventure um, games. So you move around these environments in first person, and then you just find a puzzle and solve it and move the story forward. But and I guess the new one plays like that too. Yeah, it plays exactly like that, and. Uh, out of all the Tex Murphy games that are available on GOG, my favorite is Under a Killing Moon, um, which was the first of the uh, modern era of Tex Murphy. Because there's five <laughs> games total. Wow. Um, now six. So this is the sixth one. But there's five that do all the pre-rendered uh, backgrounds paired with uh, actual actors. Do you play the first five before I get caught up with this one? You could read the there's novels based on the first two. Wow. Um, okay. And then, yeah, you probably need to at least read the story caps on the the next three. Oh, so this is like keep yeah, on it is a continuation. Okay. Yeah. So awesome! Check it out. Cool. Well, that's it. That's our show this week. A short show. Yeah, it was a short, I think it's our shortest one. I always joke that it's going to be a short show. It and it's like two hours time. long. So um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Gameware. Uh, you can find Gameware on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/GamewareBR, and you can uh, find the show on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/GamewareExpress. Uh, where else can they find us? You can find the show on iTunes. And you can rate us on iTunes if you listen to the show. Uh, you, if you like it, you can give us a five-star rating. If you don't like it, let us know why. And we'll change everything just for you. <laughs> we'll alienate everyone that does like it. And then uh, if you'd like to listen in browsers for some reason, uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, where we host it every week. And you can see the cool pictures I post up. Oh, yeah, I love those pictures. Show. Uh, so that's it. Um, since we're back on a normal recording schedule, it's technically Thursday. Yeah. Uh, NFL draft tonight. Who do you think is going to go first? Clowny. You think Clowney's going to go first? Clowney's going first. I'm I, telling you right now. I can agree with that. So, so since everyone is going to listen to this after that's over, <laughs> Tell us we'll see if we're right. We're going to go grab some pizzas and yeah, uh, and watch the draft. So that's it, y'all. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Stephen, for thank joining you for me this week. Appreciate that. Um, I'll be back next week after riding roller coasters. That's right. Yeah, you'll have. I guess you won't have any games to talk about. Ah, you know, I might play Kirby on the plane. Yeah, you better. So, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Mm